0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode nineteen. Nope. One hundred and nineteen 100. <laughs> of the master class. My name is Cam and I am joined by Dave. What's up? Good evening. Um, uh, what is up?
1: You know, I just life. It just seems like we're both kind of busy and it's uh not always easy to find the time to do this, and but yet here we are, and I'm glad we're here and Agreed. Looking forward to our discussion tonight.
0: Well, I'm glad you are. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about circumcision yet again. Hmm. That's. But yeah. I think in a different context than last time. Okay. Yeah. Like. Anyways.
2: Um, but. I'm just, I'm super tired.
0: Yeah. I'm there as well. I want to take a nap, but I tomorrow. Oh, you know what is up? I just can't believe I totally didn't lead the show with this. The World Cup is up. up. (laughs) Did you watch the opening game or just hear about it at all? I heard about it, yes. I I wasn't going to watch it because I'm not necessarily thrilled about either Russia or Saudi Arabia's soccer teams because they're just not good. In fact, they're the two lowest ranked teams in the tournament by FIFA.
1: And Then with that said, it makes...
0: Because Russia pretty much they won five to nothing. Put the hurt on them. So that must mean Saudi Arabia's really bad. <laughs> well, Saudi Arabia looked really good for like the first eight minutes. Oh, and then Russia Out of ninety. Yeah, Russia got an early goal, and it was just game over from then mm-hmm. on. It's and what's funny is they're the two worst teams in their group. So Saudi Arabia not only might not score a goal in the tournament, they're going to give up double digit goals in three games. Oh, no um, But there's three games tomorrow, two of which I'm excited for. One is Spain versus Portugal, mm. which is going to be really, 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 really good. So I'm excited about it. It has nothing to do with the show. I just yeah, I so, love soccer and the World Cup is like the best thing ever.
1: So you're saying Russia and Saudi Arabia are that
0: bad, and yet America is America's better, not in the tournament because <laughs> no, because you qualify no, I by, know, re- I by know, region. I know. So it's one of those things where like. Yes, there are worse teams than us in the tournament, but because, it's because who
1: we have to play because with.
0: of our region and because we choked. Like we've got no excuse. We choked. Oh. we don't deserve to be in the World Cup because we lost teams we should have beaten oh, by yeah. three goals, right. and we lost. So that's their issue. It's not. Well, they're you know better than this team, so they shouldn't get in. It's like no. It's it's done by qualifying region, and we happen to be in a very in in a region that has. Teams that play against, like we have a target on our back, right? We're oh, the, we're the we're big America, country. Like yeah. It's us in Mexico, and they, we get everyone's best game because they're the smaller countries that are never going to make the World Cup, and so beating a Mexico or beating the U.S. is a huge win for them. And kudos to them, they did it this time around, and we choked, and they won, and you know, good on them. And our guys will sit at home and think about what could have been different. Mm-hmm.
1: So. 2026, it's coming to North America.
0: Yes. Canada, United States, and Mexico. Right. And so... Does that just mean they play? Well, that's also the first year that they're expanding the team to 48. They're expanding the uh, World Cup to 48 teams instead of 32, and which was an interesting decision. Um, So there's going to be 80 games at the 2026 World Cup. Sixty of them will be in the u s ten will be in Canada, ten will be in Mexico, and Canada and Mexico will only get group stage games and uh, maybe the first round, yeah, because anything the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals are all u s so but yeah, and th- what's weird about there's so there's like twenty three bid cities, and at least sixteen will wind up hosting games. Kansas City's one of them um but Canada's three uh b- bid cities are Montreal and Toronto, which makes sense, and the third one is Edmonton, not Vancouver, mm. which I find mm. incredibly interesting. But and then Mexico's is uh, Monterey, Guadalajara, and Mexico City. If you're interested, I just read a big article about it, so it's all fresh information. And when
1: will we know if Kansas City actually gets?
0: Uh, they didn't say. As far, or, or, to the best of my knowledge, they didn't say when they're going to make the decisions. Uh, they will make them sooner than later so that they have the most time to prepare. But I mean, if it's in, if it's in Kansas city, it's going to be the arrowhead. Right. Cause that's the biggest stadium in the city. You can fit the most people in. Hmm. So if it's here, that's where the game will be. Interesting. Yeah. So I did not, I didn't, I don't think Detroit's a big city, even though in 1994, it did host a game at the Pontiac Silverdome. Cool. My grandparents got me a yellow card. They went to one of the games at the Silver Dome. They told me it was used in a game. I believed him as a kid. <laughs> no, I, not I don't so really much. think it was, but I still have it. <laughs> That's funny. You know, what, 24 years later? Yeah. I still have it, so I thought that was the coolest 22. thing. 24, you're right. Yeah, it's 2018, right? Yeah, I forgot what year it was. Yeah. All right, well, that was, sorry, I just, it gets me pumped. I've been talking to everyone at work about it all day today. <laughs> Like, how you doing? Like, great. How are you? Yeah. Well, it's the World Cup again Like, what's that? Well, that's soccer, right? Oh, uh, no. That hurts me on the inside. <laughs> All right. We're in a time crunch. Enough of my. Oh, we're good. Enough of my yammering. Uh, so I think we're going to pick up kind of sort of where we left off last time. We're going to start in verse nine of chapter four mm-hmm. and. Probably just get through 12. I think that's. Yeah. That works. Yeah, because we got, we got some stuff to discuss. Now, David, mm-hmm. your mission, should you choose to accept it, mm-hmm.
2: is to read these three verses without
1: I, messing up. All right. I don't have my glasses, so <laughs> I have to hold it way out here. See,
0: I say that. It makes it sound like you make mistakes all the time. You don't. One, and if you did, two, it doesn't matter. But just last episode was so funny how we talked about it, and then... <laughs> Abraham had to get an adjustment or something, go to the chiropractor. Anyways. All right. This is, I'm. yeah, I'm, yeah you go. I'm done. So Romans four, nine through 12.
1: Ah, uh, here we go. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? it was not after but before he was circumcised he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised the purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that righteousness would be counted to him to them as well and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely who are not merely circumcised but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father abraham had before he was circumcised.
0: All right, so we've discussed this before, mm-hmm. um, rather in depth. I think we said circumcised like upwards of sixty times that episode. Um, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in that episode. But just to, I think, clarify in case we didn't, uh, or or to remind those um, that don't remember. I can't why I can't talk tonight. This is really frustrating. (laughs) My brain is not working. Anyways, there was a big debate in this time in the church about whether or not the Gentiles that had become Christians needed to be circumcised like their Jewish counterparts. Uh, Circumcision was a big part of, uh, you know, the. The Jewish culture, the the uh, the ritual, you know sort of nature that they had. And so there was a big debate among the church leaders. Do they need to become circumcised like the Jews and adopt other Jewish traditions, um, in order to be part of, you know, this new thing called Christianity. And so if you read through acts and some of Paul's other letters, you can see acts, you see the story. And the multiple times there's, you know, confrontations or discussions about it. And then in other books, you can hear some of the re- or see some of the um resolutions. But essentially, as Paul states here. The circumcision is an outward deal that reflects an inward mm-hmm. change. Um, And so he makes an argument here that the Gentiles essentially don't need to be circumcised because Abraham his faith was counted to him as righteousness before he was circumcised. So the circumcision had nothing to do with it. It was a representation of what had happened already. Um, And so he also draws on the Abraham, the righteousness was counted to him as faith while he was uncircumcised, which makes him the father of those who are uncircumcised in the faith. But then he became circumcised, which also makes him the father of all of the circumcised people in the faith. So he's making a big claim about Abraham. Backing up sort of what you know the Old Testament says about him and what God makes, you know, the promise to him that, you know, your descendants are going to be like I think he says the sand on the seashore or something mm-hmm. like that, that numerous. And that being, you know, a Christian or, you know, uh believing in in Jesus as the Son of God, being part of God's kingdom makes you one of those people in Abraham's family, whether or not you're circumcised or uncircumcised. So that's that's sort of the frame that this thing sits in as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. Certainly I could be wrong, but that's sort of the the context I think we're dealing with here. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Good, because I'm out of breath.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, very much this. Outward sign.
1: But even with that. It was clearly something that God wanted of Abraham mm-hmm. at the time that Abraham did it, because it wasn't just him, but it was like his whole his whole household, mm-hmm. including servants.
0: And could you imagine that family dinner? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, ladies, I'm gonna need you to leave the room. Us men got to talk about <laughs> manly things. Yeah. So, dudes, here's the deal. Exactly. We're all gonna go get some knives. Eh, I can't even make, I can't even say it. <laughs> like, just imagine how that conversation went. Um, what, excuse me? Like, hopefully they weren't eating sausage or anything, you know, tube-shaped. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, that was a craft joke.
1: But even in that, it does sort of like, why, why of all things, why was that what was chosen as? Yeah, seriously, I don't know. I I I don't know. No, I know. I I don't either. But it's just an odd. And there's I'm thinking of just different stories of. You know, King David being required to gather. X number of foreskins from the Philistines, and he goes out and gets twice as many. And I mean, that's I guess what
0: the precursor to scalping. I, I mean, yeah, exactly, because it's. Well, I mean, okay, so you think about it, like, it's obviously something that's very personal, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the act itself might not be intimate, but it's, you know, on the part of your body that is used for intimacy in, you know, one way. Um, It's painful.
1: And I don't know. I'm, I'm trying just to think logically about. But, but even in the, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith. I, I mean, again, I don't, I don't mean to be crass or crude about this, but there's sort of a, well, what kind of sign is that? That it's like, well, prove it, prove to me that you're circumcised, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. Because for that to be quote unquote,
1: a sign received the sign Then it has to be visible or you have to be willing to show it or, and that I, again, it, it, it well, kind of comes back to what you're talking about in terms of it's private. There's an intimacy there's, but yeah, it seems like there would have to be some expectation of you, you have to prove this. no, or is it, if you say you are, then you are. And if you, if you say you're not, then you're not. Or Well, yeah, I
0: mean, I guess it could get that petty, you know, when you get like, like pharisaical about it. Well, why don't you just, you know, prove to me that you're circumcised or whatever. Because was
1: it just a, the day in the age where you said, if I, you, you were honest about it, like you just didn't lie about those kinds of things.
0: I, yeah. But I also think too, is like, just because it's a sign doesn't necessarily mean that it's An meant outward. for public knowledge. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, um, I'm
2: trying to think what else. Like, if
0: you have a tattoo that's meaningful and representative and it's a sign of, you know, a memory or the love you have for someone, but it's somewhere that's always covered that doesn't mean that it didn't happen, that it's not there, but the sign is for you to remember the significance to you with it. Um, So that's kind of my thought on it, but yeah, it is like it to your point. Why that?
2: You know, I don't know. I don't know. So, all right.
0: Yeah. I mean, Paul's argument here is kind of, It almost seems self-explanatory to me. Well, uh, yeah, that's of all the Paul things
1: that we deal with. This is pretty,
0: this one's like a leads to B, B leads to C, C leads to D. There's your answer. Okay, let's move on. Um, but is it, I mean, I'm trying to think what would be a modern equivalent to the sort of argument that's happening here between the circumcised and the uncircumcised. Like, um, Uh. You know, you've know, you got certain, certain groups of Pentecostals that say unless you speak in tongues, you're not a true believer mm-hmm. or some sort of variant of if you are a true believer, then you will speak in tongues. Um, I don't think that one's as popular or as common of an argument, but it's a similar... In order for us to believe that you are, then you need to do something that we say you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other similar comparisons that we can think of besides that one. Baptism, maybe? You need to be baptized? Yeah. That one's obviously a lot more broad than than just the speaking in tongues one, Mm -hmm. which this was obviously very broad because it was like A or B. Yeah, you either are or you aren't. And
1: you really, you know, much like even with the baptism example, I know there's sort of this like, should I get baptized again, or I got baptized twice? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, but you can't get circumcised twice, at least I don't think you should be circumcised twice. yeah so, no, you know, so there's there's definitely a
2: uh-huh I don't know
0: um all right, so he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had that he had by faith. While he was still uncircumcised, the purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. So here's here's what one of the. How do I even want to say this? Uh, Paul at times can be very, very good at explaining a huge revelation in very, very simple terms. Abraham is a huge figure in the you know the redemptive history of mankind, right? He is the father of all the Jews. He is the the person and the head of the family that God chose to start His people through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, very very important from the standpoint of of that of, of history of of our faith of of the Jewish faith. So what? of the religious people on the planet are Christians or Jews or even higher. Maybe I don't really know how big Islam and Buddhism are because those are the two big ones. There's a lot of others, obviously, but I'm thinking of the main religions. I would think that Christianity and Judaism is probably half, if not a little more. I know Islam is very, 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 very large.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm just throwing numbers out there. Anyways, that was a really bad way of saying Yeah, Abraham's an important dude. Um, (laughs) And so for Paul in three verses and even more specifically in one verse says that he received the sign of circumcision as a seal before he was uncircumcised. The purpose of this was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. And then in verse 12, and to make him the father of the circumcised, who are not merely circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. So like in one fell swoop, the the end point of Paul's argument is, oh, yeah, the reason why this happened was so that Abraham could be the father of both the circumcised Jews and the uncircumcised Gentiles. As long as they believe and become part of the family, they get to join his lineage mm-hmm. as part of God's people. Which is nuts if you think about it. Oh, yeah. That, that God is so clever and so, <laughs> uh, you say his forethought, but if he doesn't exist out of time, it isn't forethought, it's just thought. And it, it happens to work itself out in time, and that's I need to get someone really smart on this show that's not you or well, that's smarter than us. Yes. To talk about that whole time thing, because that's fun <laughs> and also very painful to think about. Um, but that God would ordain it in such a way that He could pick a dude thousands of years ago, thousands of years ago, and say, I'm gonna build my family through you. And then set it up so that through this one guy, he can bring two vastly different people groups in the sense of just like labels, not, you know, cultures and anything. Oh, I cannot talk today. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Cause I feel like I sound like an idiot right now. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Um, It just, it seems like if you look at this thing with Abraham, and then you look at what he did with Jesus, comes from the backwoods, essentially, not important, and then does the most unthinkable thing ever, sacrifices his own son to bring in, you know, to kind of finalize what he started through Abraham, Mm -hmm. to finalize the uh the the debt that needed to be paid to to erase the sin to bring in all of those uncircumcised people that have been waiting you know to be with God and then so you know what he starts with Abraham he finishes with Jesus and we get these two really really like uh kind of like pillar pillars in in the story uh, the beginning and the end and you just see two very uh interesting ways that you know, God set it up over here with, with Abraham and then he finished it over here with Jesus. And all of a sudden, Paul's able to connect those dots. And the Jews can't ignore him because of the position that Abraham holds. Mm-hmm. And they can't ignore Jesus because they're all believers now. And so he kind of takes these two pillars and says, yeah, ipso so, facto, boom, we're good. Like they don't have to they don't have to be circumcised if they don't want to. Right. Which should theoretically have nipped that whole argument in the bud, but I, I, you know, I think it's still
2: an issue. Yeah. And that's, so as you, as you were saying that it,
1: that, that what's, what's going through my head is, is um, something it, we know very well that something different happens with the Messiah, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And He came to fulfill the law, not to abolish the law. But like circumcision was clearly important. It clearly mattered Mm -hmm. because when the, when the Jews were wandering in the desert for 40 years, those that were born in the desert, I don't think were circumcised. And then Joshua takes over after Moses and they, they're at this point of like recommitting themselves to God and, and being in the promised land. Mm-hmm. And, and God's like, all those that weren't circumcised in the desert now have to be circumcised. And I, I get that there's this outward sign, and I even get that as, as we're reading in Romans, that, you know, this is, a, this is Abraham's righteousness, uh, that existed before the circumcision and after the circumcision. And I don't even know that I'm, I'm doing what I'm trying to say because justice. But I guess what it, what it boils down to, and this is maybe where I'll just land, is circumcision was clearly
2: very important. And it had its purpose.
1: to a certain degree, I just, I don't comprehend. I don't get, and again, I'm going to chalk it up a little bit to that. God does thing. God is a big God and has his ways and his reasons. And we don't always um,
2: understand that.
1: What is it about the Messiah, about Jesus and him dying on the cross that negates the outward sign
2: of being circumcised and
1: I mean like I know I know it and it's it seems kind of like what you were saying of you know a and b and it points to this but but I guess there's there's part of me that like I'm kind of like hmm it just seems odd that it is not important now to a certain
0: extent but it's not the only thing that became less important once. Jesus died. Sure, the whole sacrificial system, exactly, which was an enormous part of the Jewish life. Mm-hmm. Um, the temple became less important, which was like the center of all things Jewish back then, right? The 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 curtain, you know, is torn. Mm-hmm. Like it, when Jesus dies and resurrects, it completely like. Fundamentally shifts everything. So, for circumcision to become less of an important thing is not surprising because so many other things that were important beforehand were no longer
2: mm-hmm.
0: important. Because, you know, as we've said before, and as I think, you know, we're correct in believing based on scripture, like the purpose of the law was not salvation, the purpose mm-hmm. of the law was to show the depravity of sin and the perfection that God requires. And so all of that stuff that was being done was carrying out the law in a way to show, you know, our position before God. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus fulfills all that, well, then none of that's required anymore because as you said, he didn't abolish the law, he fulfilled it. And so when you're, you know, like.
2: This is a really stupid example.
0: No, it didn't, never mind. It was, it was <laughs> sorry. The more I thought about it, the less and less it made sense. Um, but like, yeah, when you're done, when you've met the rules, or or when the rules or the debt or okay, there's a good one. The debt, right? That's a pretty common analogy when uh, talking about this. Is that the debt has been paid. The bank no longer cares, right? Mm -hmm. You owe them nothing. You have held up your end of the deal. They got what was determined they needed to get. And you both go on your merry ways, right? You don't have to make the monthly payments. You're not under the threat of your collateral being taken. If you can't make those payments, you're not accruing any more interest Any any of the penalties for um, defaulting on, on whatever, you know, the loan is all go away. And in the same way, That's what happens when when Jesus fulfills the debt, right? God is Mm -hmm. no longer interested in us doing ritualistic sacrifice because he doesn't like the issue's gone. Like we can move on now. Right. That's that's how I see it. I don't know. And so, but I guess that's like all those kinds of things.
1: I feel like I can kind of go, okay, I see what the issue was. Oh, okay. Okay. Whereas with circumcision, I don't (laughs) totally see what. Yeah. You know, like I get why we don't do sacrifice anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even again, back to what you were talking about, about this being, cause it says the purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised. And that's just like, like even the fact that Paul gets this and knows this, I mean, the Holy Spirit is involved clearly, but mm-hmm. I, 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 this is truly one, I, another one of those topics, I guess, for me that I am just, I'm a little bit dumbfounded by it. Like, it just does not... It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that that's okay. I mean, I, that's, you know, I don't... Because ultimately the issue, as we'll talk about in the following verses that we won't get to tonight, is that, you know, it is about faith. And so... Was there an element of faith that was expressed through circumcision that is no longer? And I may be stretching here and trying to look for something that's just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I, I just a real sense of this is part of God's plan. And even when he's having, and maybe this is kind of what I guess is it, is it's part of God's plan. And that even as. He is having Abraham be circumcised and circumcise everybody in his household. There is this, if we're talking in the realm of time, this futuristic people, us, that will exist, that fall under that category of being uncircumcised. And there's this connection of Abraham and his faith and his obedience and circumcision lends to this linear future believer's being uncircumcised and there being a connection between the two and him being the father of the other that again, I, I can't quite grasp my head around. And maybe if one of our listeners is smarter in this topic or sure. has done some research, I think it would be interesting to hear from them, but um,
2: yeah. So I had one thought while you are talking.
0: Um, maybe it was about commitment. I, I would agree. Because like, say for example, you want to, I don't know, be a Kansas City Royals fan. Mm-hmm. And the way to get into the fan club is to circumcise yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that for a baseball team. Right. Especially the Royals. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in order... To be one of God's people, you had to do this, mm-hmm. and I wonder if part of it was just like these are the stakes. Mm-hmm. I don't want any half-hearted, lukewarm, you know, complacent, uh, you know, warm bodies in mm-hmm. in the seats. Like I want committed people that are willing to do what I require of them, even if one it's hard. Two, it requires personal sacrifice. And three, it might not make a whole lot of sense. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's part of it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not doing that to my body for, I mean, it wasn't my choice. It was. The dot I, well, and that's it. And you don't really have any recollection of it at all. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, I mean, maybe that's what it is. But I mean, even in- But think about most of the times you hear about it when it's a big deal. It's all grown men doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a personal choice, right?
1: Of. Well, and even doing it to your child, there is an element of. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't seem like a normal thing to do.
0: So, yeah. Like, it's one of those. If it wasn't Christian, you'd be like, oh, that's some really weird ritualistic. Well, and uh, that's, um, what's the. Oh, my gosh.
2: Mutilation. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's very much part of our culture. And now it's done
1: for health reasons is what they say. And then even in that, there's like debate, just like there is with any topic. Mm -hmm. But So
0: another episode on circumcision.
1: Yes. Well, and then even in that, you know, um, we adopted our son, When he was five, almost six and was uncircumcised
0: and well, good thing. Abraham's got him covered (laughs) And
1: it, but it was, we did have him circumcised and it wasn't a health thing. It was, he's different enough as it is. Do we want him to have to have that too? (laughs) And ultimately uh, there was enough medical stuff for him that it ended up being all part of a, one time being out dealing with a, like a hernia and things like that, that he didn't just have that procedure Uh, done. It was done while other things were being done. So anyway,
2: poor guy. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, I think in order to honor our time commitments, uh, we are going to uh, come to a crashing end there real quick, but uh, (laughs) well,
1: and and next time we'll talk more. I I, faith is is the topic that will be Uh uh-huh which you can't talk about abraham and not have a discussion about faith
0: so absolutely so we will get to that uh next episode which will be episode 120 and that's exciting um yeah you can yell at us on twitter dave is at david j hulk unless you changed it again no okay still He's at David J. Hogan. I'm at Cam Brennan. You can email us hello at supermegacorp.net. You can get the show notes at supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 119. And all those links to all that stuff in our Patreon page. And I don't know, maybe a stupid GIF I'll put in the show notes this time if I remember. Uh, you can all find them in the show notes. They're also in your podcast app of choice. Thank you to Katie, Rachel, and Will Yes, thank you. And we will see
2: you next time. Bye. Toodles.